plebeians. I don't even know what that word means. I'm just using it. Um, so something came up today in my Twitter feed. Because I'm doing a lot of Twitter lately. I don't know. I seem to be... Uh, uh, I seem to be enjoying it. I'm not sure why. I hated Twitter before, but I seem to like it now. But um, anyway, uh, there was a listing on uh, Mitch LaFon from Mitch LaFon Rock Talk talking about uh, talking about the Bullet Boys reuniting for I, I, I guess a date or a potential 50 date tour or some something along those lines. So it's got me thinking, and, and you know the current lineup of Bullet Boys is great. Um, the last like four albums have been phenomenal. Uh, probably the best of their career. Like w when you've been around that long, usually the albums don't get better; they get worse. I gotta say, the Bullet Boys albums have only gotten better, and since, like, there's something there's something to be said for the first three Bullet Boys albums. And f full disclaimer here, I love the Bullet Boys. I've loved them since day one. Uh, I always felt they they offered a little bit more than what the other bands were offering at the time. They had a mystique. They had an aura. The, they had a particular way of writing songs that was different than what everyone else was doing. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, they're in the middle of all the hair metal thing and they kind of got lumped in, but they were far superior than what was happening in the scene. There's a few bands that got lumped in with that, that were way more than hair metal. They worked hair metal. You know, so there's some great bands of that time, but everyone kind of got lumped into that one category. But I mean, that's not who Bullet Boys were at all, in my opinion. Um, and after first three albums, two of the members left, and it was just Vincent and uh, Torian. And they released an album that was okay. There's a few tracks in that album that I like, but I, but I, I had to admire that album because they were trying things. They were like, okay, well, we don't have, you know, we're down to two original members, um, so let's let's try things. And they tried things. It was a very experimental album. That album was called Acid Monkey, and uh, I mean, for, I, I own it. I bought it because I mean, there's another Bullet Boys album I knew nothing about. Interestingly enough. I think I got the album like a couple years after it was released because it wasn't promoted in any way, shape, or form anywhere. I just, you know, it was at at the uh, at the record store and they had the CD. And I'm like, what? Bullet Boys? This can't be right. I flipped the album over. I'm like, well, it doesn't look like the bassist looks like the same guy, but no one else looked the same. But I'm like, oh, it says Mark Torian. Oh, okay. So anyway, I'm like, okay, well, Bullet Boys are gonna buy it, right? Um, and then after that, I can't remember how long Vincent was in the band for, maybe another album, but then, uh, Sophie was released, which is not available. I, I bought it, I bought a, a copy of it somewhere off of someone, uh, at some point. So I own it. 
he's got a picture of a cute little dog in the front. And I heard that album and I'm like, oh my God, this is like probably a reissue of an old Bullet Boys. Because it was so, it's like they forgot all about Acid Monkey. But I'm like, the songs are so good. So I'm like, oh, the Bullet Boys got back together. Like maybe that's what happened, you know? And it wasn't. And I was like, wow, this is like a Mark Torian thing. Interesting. So then, um, kind of went, I, I started like, I, I kind of got into a space where I'm like, I got to find out more about them. Like what's going on? Who's the band? I found the Bullet Boys website. And at the time, not all bands had websites, but uh, the Bullet Boys had one. And, um, sorry guys. <laughs> In the raw, as always, and here I am uh, just driving behind this slow-ass vehicle who's doing uh, 30 in a 100 zone. Anyway, um, so yeah, Sophie is like, like what, what is this? What is this album? It's so good. It's like, so I, I, was, I got into this whole thing, like, who are they? What's going on? What's, what, what's with the Bullet Boys now? Because it was so good. It was so authentic that was the thing about that album that was so amazing it's so authentic and then I'm listening to one tune um, and I'm like it sounds like Baz singing background vocals on here and sure enough it was him and I'm like what the hell is going on here so I tried to find out as much as I could but there wasn't a lot of it's not like now where you can find out anything about anyone at any time and probably get video footage of it <laughs> excuse me sorry guys um, in the raw, like I said, in the raw, driving home from work, in the raw, well, I'm not naked, but you know what I mean. Anyway, um, so I'm like, anything else coming on? And then I heard that um, Mark Torian was going to do uh, an album that wasn't Bullet Boys. It was called Tencent Millionaire, and that was going to be the name of the project. And eventually the Bullet Boys name got, you know, uh, put on top of it. And Tencent Millionaire is also a, another great album. Um, if I had to rank favorite albums... I think Sophie's number one and, and Tencent Billionaire is number two. Um, for that era, I guess. Uh, and then I'm like, well, what's this? So is it, it just felt like Bullet Boys wasn't really playing or they were playing just select shows. So they were kind of like a retirement band that played, you know, the odd gig here and there. I wasn't really sure what was going on with them. Um, so uh, eventually uh, they released Elefante and I'm like oh my god there's a new album and wow what a departure in sound style technique this is a, a band that was hungry trying things and embracing their roots finally not that not that Sophie and Tencent Billionaire were, were crap they're like I said number one and number two for me but um this was like a completely different thing. I don't think I can compare Elefante to anything else in their catalog. It's almost like a different band, completely. Different sound, different everything. There isn't anything the same. I really enjoyed Elefante and I got so excited for it because, you know, this this was my band. This is the band that I'm listening to and I'm rooting for. And, you know, I'm the guy going, oh, you guys got to listen to the Bullet Boys. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling everybody about the Bullet Boys, just spreading the word. I mean, I'm just a one person, so I can't get 
people to go buy their albums. They're hard to, you know, track down because um, they're kind of indie label, I guess, at the time, or their distribution wasn't, you know, everywhere. You couldn't go, you couldn't find their albums in the store or anything. And I'm, and I'm just pumping them because, I mean, it's the Bullet Boys and they're awesome and they've never sounded as good as they do now. And Elefante comes out and it just, it just production value was like on a whole other level. Um, you can tell that a lot of time was spent on these songs. Uh, it was more of a crafting thing going on. And it was very mature, very amazing. And I'm like, wow. Like, this is something else. Like, I'm like, stunned. I was stunned that a band that's been around that long could reinvent their sound and sound so fresh and so contemporary and so, and, and, but still original and still sound like the Bullet Boys. It was a master class in how to make an album, hands down. I don't, I can't think of another band, especially from that era, that has done anything like that. Elefante was a crowning achievement in their career to the point that all of a sudden, hey, Mark, Mark's getting interviewed again. He's getting interviewed here. He's getting interviewed there. Hey, wait a minute. They're on, you know, some people put it on their best of lists. Um, and I'm like, well, what's going on? Like the little band that everybody forgot about or only know Smooth Up In You, um, they're getting some press. And it's like, it's about fucking time. Like seriously, it's about fucking time. Like, why am I the only one realizing this? But I guess it took Elefante to remind people again. And I, I, I think, because I played it, I played Elefante for a lot of people. And everyone heard, like, who's this? I'm like, it's the Bullet Boys. No, 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 really, who is this? It's the Bullet Boys. This is their new album. That's impossible. Like, nobody could believe that a band, because, I mean, all they knew was Smooth Up In You and maybe, you know, For The Love Of Money, and that was it. And in some cases, maybe... Uh, TL, THC grew or something but I mean they were never that popular they were always on the cusp of of, of greatness and, and breaking that barrier and being a band on the level of like Skid Row or, or something like that but they never quite attained it and it always kind of pissed me off because I, I, hey I love Skid Row don't get me wrong but why did they not achieve that level of success when other bands um, kind of got there? Now, I'm not a big Warrant fan, but Warrant broke in, in, at a level that was ridiculous on how big they got. And I think Janie Lane was a great songwriter, but the level of everything that you needed to make a band huge was there in the Bullet Boys. So I never really understood why it just didn't click with the masses. But anyway, Elefante comes out. It's like, holy shit. It's, blow it's blowing everyone's minds. And I think there was one, I'm trying to think, there was this podcast that Mark was on. Uh, what the hell was it now? Huh. In the raw, there is a train. And I'm going to be sitting here for 10 minutes waiting for this train to pass. Well, more time to talk about the Bullet Boys. <laughs> but at least you're not going to hear all this rattling of the car and everything else. So, um, anyway, so on the strength of Elefante, 
uh, the band gets signed to a, a label, like a, a full-fledged label with distribution and everything. And, you know, they're, it's like they're getting a shot. So, you know, in the interviews, Mark's like saying, well, you know, we're going to have a new, we're going to have an album coming out and blah, blah, blah. Um, and all this, and you, we're going to work on the album. We're going to, like, I, I think it was like in two months, we're going to write an album. I'm like, I was kind of stunned by the timeline. Like, oh yeah, you guys get signed to the majors and now you're gonna rush the album out. I was a little concerned because I really was enjoying the momentum they were they were getting, like, ju like justified momentum they were getting. And I'm like, please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up. You know, I, I want people to go, oh my God, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. So, uh, from Out of the Skies comes out and I, I bought it like week one I actually bought it on on CD because I still buy CDs because I like popping the CD into the car stereo and cranking it and I'm listening to this album as like they did it again they somehow I don't know how they did it again and it doesn't sound like Elefante so I thought okay this is the new sound this is the new style, this is what they're going for, and that's Elefante. And then this comes out, and again, it's like going back to the roots, and by the roots, I mean pre-Bullet Boys roots, and we're seeing a whole bunch of different styles on this album, and it's a fucking killer album. Like, as, as uh, like I, I have no idea what the next album's gonna sound like. No fucking idea. Like, what what is it gonna sound like? Like, I couldn't have predicted Elefante, and I definitely couldn't have predicted uh, From Out of the Skies. So I'm not even gonna try, I'm just gonna go buy it out on day one when it comes out and go for it. So amidst all of this, uh, Mitch LaFon uh, posts uh, on his Twitter feed about Bullet Boys getting back together. I'm like, what? So I'm of, of two minds about this. I love the classic original lineup, I like the chemistry of the original band. I always felt the chemistry of the band was something else that few other bands had. There was four people in that band. It wasn't like some bands where there's a front man and then a backing band, which is I felt sometimes that's what like a band like Warrant was. It was the Janie Lane show or uh, in Cinderella, it was the Tom Kiefer uh, show. You know, I, I just felt that some of these other musicians the way that they were marketed was it's a singer and that's it. But I felt that Bullet Boys, I don't know, consciously or unconsciously, there was four members of that band. Uh, I mean, Sweeta with his uh, open shirt, muscled up torso, <laughs> which became the thing. Um, you know, he was just as prominent as uh, Mark Torian, like, you know, no doubt, like, so, you know, they all got the thing. And Jimmy Danda, I was a massive Jimmy Danda fan, uh, big time. I started playing drums uh, a few years previous to that, uh, to their first album being released. So actually, the first, uh, the first album I drummed to was Creatures of the Night, which would be 1980, I believe, or 81. And then uh, Bullet Boys came out in 87. So, I mean, I was... I was becoming a good drummer by that point when that album came out. It's like I had to relearn drums again because I had to learn how to play like Jimmy Danda, big Jimmy Danda fan. The guy, that guy doesn't get any credit, 
and I don't know why. He's fucking phenomenal, and people should talk about him way more than they do. Um, he just has a groove. He knows how to fucking groove. Anyway. Whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Why are we suddenly stopping? In the raw, man, in the raw. So, I think someone just got rear-ended up ahead. Fucking great. Ugh. Anyway, so this reunion talk is like, hey, I'm kind of excited, you know, like get to see the original four back together, you know, it's gonna be kind of exciting. You see the chemistry, you know, that infamous chemistry they had. It's kind of excited. But then I'm like, does that mean we're not gonna get another Bullet Boys album with the current lineup? Like, what are we, are we, are we gonna, like, has this, all this momentum that's been building up over the last five, maybe longer years for Bullet Boys, bringing them back into the public consciousness and making them a name again and reminding people what a great band they've always been, that now it's like, oh, we're going back to the classic lineup. That means we're probably not gonna play any songs from Sophie or Tencent Millionaire or from Out of the Skies or Elefante. All that stuff's gonna be forgotten just to do a retro thing and everything in between is you know swept under the carpet much like Kiss does they forget their you know their their 80s years which for me were their best years I, I love the 80s Kiss um, you know as a guitar player Bruce Kulick was easily head and shoulders the best guitar player that band ever had um, not just technically sound but you know you can do everything and anything phenomenal um, and they ignore that era they might play Lick It Up and Heaven's on Fire and that's it which for me are the two worst 80's Kiss songs but all that being said are we going to see the same thing happening here you know all the all the critical acclaim that Bullet Boys had received off the last two albums and all you know all the all the great things people were saying about them and then the original lineup gets together and then are we going to forget what's happened in between or are we going to see some of those songs and Lies the Seat and Treachery stuff? Because that stuff's good too. Um, yeah, I am excited to see the original lineup back together. And I like um, what Lies the Seat and Treachery were doing. I just wish there had been more output. Uh, that singer is great. I love that singer that they got. I love, I love the Bullet Boys group. And in fact, some of the songs sounded better. Musically, they sounded better than they ever did. Um, it's like Sweet as a god. Mike's, Mick Sweet is a fucking god. Like, there's no... He has such a tone that you know it's him playing. And there's just something dirty about the way he plays. It's just so fucking good. It's like Joe Perry on steroids or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm hoping that Bullet Boys can maintain the momentum. And I know Mark Torian is the main songwriter in the Bullet Boys in this current incarnation, like the the post-original lineup. So, you know, are they gonna go the Guns N' Roses route where, you know, they're like, Slash says, hey, you know, let's play some songs off Chinese Democracy because Chinese Democracy was a great album. I don't care what anybody says. It had some really great fucking songs on there. So, and, you know, they're like, well, why ignore a part of the history when we can have everything? You know, like, why not? You know, Van Hagar ignoring, you know, the, the early years of Van Halen. Like, 
those monumental mammoth albums like just kind of odd and I understand there's you know animosity or, or, or whatever or bad feelings or people said things that hurt people or, or whatever and that you may decide to ignore stuff but please guys I love you guys to death you are my number one favorite band I've been for fucking forever uh, and favorite because you guys never gave up you guys kept playing and kept releasing and pushing yourselves to release the best albums over and over and over again and not resting on laurels please don't let this tour or this 50 date thing just be resting on laurels go prove to the world that the bullet boys or the bullet pigs as you guys used to call yourselves go fucking prove it bring it get Mick Sweeta playing guitar on some of the new bullet boys tracks he would fucking kill it on anything from Sophie or Tencent Billionaire or from Out of the Skies his playing on some of those songs you can't tell me that wouldn't be killer it would be all killer no filler man that's what I gotta say so I uh, got my fingers crossed tight hoping that this works out for the right for the for the best Maybe there's just a one-off thing, but I hope it doesn't deter or slow down the progress that Bullet Boys is making as a brand, as a name, as a, as a thing. Um, long live the Bullet Boys, man. Just long live it. Um, anyway, I'm going to leave that off here. Um, so everyone that's interested in the podcast, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Sean Geek Podcast, one word, at Sean Geek Podcast. If you want to get in touch with me, those are the best ways to get in touch with me. You can comment about recent episodes. You can call me out for not knowing my shit. You can whatever you want to do. You can take shots at me, whatever you want to do. All press is good press, baby. Um, and uh, you can go to my my home, which is uh, seanmcginnity.ca. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y.ca. You can listen to the podcast there. You can also see some of my writing there. You can also listen to all uh, all my music that I've been a part of that has been released and will slowly be incorporating things that have not been released. If you want to listen to Dome, you can hear it there. If you want to listen to um, my uh, years in cyber, my years, my weeks in the band called Cyberlove, that shit's on there too. Uh, Just Jammin's on there. That was that little uh, uh, couple of beautiful songs we wrote there. That's all on the website. You can get all of that shit on my website, seanmcginnity.ca. And if you guys want to hear more about any of those songs, I wouldn't mind uh, spending some time to talk about uh, how those songs were recorded, written, all that sort of stuff. Um, All all those songs are my children. and they're great and I'm only putting stuff on the website that I had a hand in writing um, whether I was writing with my brother Todd uh, or writing with Alex in the boys of Dome um, or Cyber Love where I was writing with the lady whose name I don't remember but hopefully she calls me out on this and gets in touch and we can get some more of that Cyber Love stuff out there anyway peace love and hugs love y'all come send me a message And, uh, yeah, see you on the flip side.